Welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt. I'm Colleen. And I am your third co-host. And most powerful, I have so many midi-chlorians. Anoop. I don't think we need to do intros anymore. Good bit, Anoop. But yeah. I oh, think God. we absolutely have to do intros. I, it doesn't make sense. Everyone knows It's who a we fucking are. podcast. Yeah, you gotta do it. No, we I don't do think intros. podcasts need to do intros. That's what I'm saying. I think podcasts... Who braver to just, lead the charge than us? What if we just do names instead of the actual... Because like they already know the name of the podcast. Because they clicked on it. No, maybe that's the thing we definitely have to do. What if you just said, like, you're Matt, I'm Colleen, and Anoop's Anoop? I, I don't like you guys breaking down the podcast format. We're not even good enough to innovate. We no, that's to, what I'm saying. We need I think to get like, to like a passing grade before we can start no, like fucking no, remixing, like, chopping, screwing. We're going to be the people who are like such trendsetters. And then when this takes off, people are like, you hear how these guys are doing it? No intro. No lead in. They just ramble on for 37 minutes and then talk that, about their topic well, one, for 14. First of all, rambling on for 37 minutes is a podcast. Ah, yeah. shit. Yeah. No, we're back. Yeah. You're back to just normal <laughs> podcasts. Uh, maybe we do need the intro. Yeah. It's a new year. New and year, new somehow, I think inadvertently, we've done the worst thing we've done so far. New year. Uh, it's going to make a Star Wars joke about like New Year, New Hope, but we didn't do that one. We didn't do that one. No, there's no hope here. <laughs> only this menace is, i i know we do our bit at the end but this is really bad right yeah no yeah. it's really bad so we we picked two weeks at a time okay and you guys gave me a really hard time for what is coming up after this this is objectively way worse yeah just way 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 worse i i haven't watched this one in a long time we did the Phantom Menace, which is the first of the prequel trilogy. Of I don't Star know if Wars. I've ever seen this. Yeah, I thought I had seen it more recently than I have, and then rewatching it, I was like, "Nope." I objectively like decided to skip this one anytime I've watched the prequels because it is just as bad as I remember. Yeah. No. Nothing besides Revenge of the Sith is worth watching, and even that's a bit of a stretch. Yep. Yeah, and you could watch that fight between Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. That's fine. Yeah, that was that's pretty fine. good. That's, yeah. that's fine. Um, but just, we'll, we'll give a few beats about what Phantom Menace is for those who somehow don't know. Oh, and then do we just, like, get into the If you don't know, because, just, like, like, stop listening. There's going to be so much to talk about this one. This is such a juicy... All right, we'll get to it. Uh, the Phantom Menace was the first of the prequel trilogy, which came out... 32 years after the first Star Wars movie and 22 years after Return of the Jedi. Wow. Mm. Yeah, so big gap. They had so and long to get it right. No, and reading this, <laughs> they almost made it worse because apparently George Lucas didn't come back to this until he thought CGI technology had gotten good enough yeah. to mm. realize his vision. Could have waited a few minutes <laughs> He had a decade one, or two, George. maybe. Oh, George could have kept it in your pants for just a few how old is George Lucas, though? Oh, now? Very yeah. old. So, like, he had to get it in. He was like, well, CGI might never get there, and I'm about to die, so we might as well 75 do now, so he was in his 50s. 50s. When... Yeah, I mean, he was like, I can't wait much longer. Fuck it. He could have clearly waited a good deal longer. Maybe he never yeah. made these. Yeah, but then we wouldn't oh. have the new three Star Wars that were pretty good. I'm pretty sure Disney still would have bought the rights to Star Wars. Eventually, yeah. But the thing is, he's not wrong in saying that CG was good enough. 
Because this is 1999. It is good for 1999. But 1999 is the same year that The Matrix came out. Mm. VFX was good. I mean, admittedly, that's cutting-edge VFX. But if you can't bring cutting-edge VFX to fucking Star Wars, what are we doing? Okay, so no, it, like... is, it is cutting-edge. The problem is it's all CGI. Right. It's got nothing to anchor right. it. So I'm yeah. new to... I'm fairly new to the Star Wars lore. So did people like the first three movies that came out? Wait. Four, five, and six? Yeah. New Hope? The first yes. three movies are New Hope. They're beloved. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. And so, But like at this point in time when this movie came out, yes. they were already beloved. Yeah. People thought they would never see another Star Wars movie again. They were beloved. Thousands of... Uh, can technically canon books were out like people there were star wars role-playing games people loved star wars okay. like, yeah so people and then they were all hugely disappointed people flipped a fucking shit for this movie like they, yeah. it was like such an Before event that, the, out, like, yeah that this was happening okay. like people camped out people at loved star wars so much that this movie got some good reviews some people thought it was good That's, before, you know. They were they, like, I love, oh, it's Star Wars. It's, it's just it's inherently Star Wars good, again. right? Yeah. That's incredible that it got any good reviews. But yeah, like people right. camped out for this movie. I, as an eight-year-old, saw it like opening weekend. I didn't remember it being bad <laughs> Sorry, then. Sorry, in my throat. Just a nerd family just trickles down. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 genetic. The only thing in our socioeconomic sphere that comes down is just like your parents like, weird quirks and traits wait did yeah, you go see this yeah. with your dad mm-hmm. oh my god that's adorable um yeah and oh god it's it's something and the first thing i yeah. want to get through before we go through the plot beats is i understand that this is like the skywalker arc or whatever but mm-hmm. having what? like how it's like darth vader as anakin luke and then eventually, like, Kylo and Re- Leia in the, the last trilogy. Okay. But having so many characters Wait. that you... Okay, yeah. <laughs> having so many characters that you know... <laughs> the fan... <laughs> that, was, that was really good, Kylie. Thanks. <laughs> Such a fucking troll. <laughs> God damn it. Having so many characters that you know exactly what happens, or at least, like, that they have to survive... Mm-hmm. Removes all yeah. stakes from anything in these movies. Sure. Like, oh, there's one thing I wanted to go just for s- stage setting, right? There's two movies I wanted to bring up. One is Matrix, comes out the same year, right? Oddly enough, also Toy Story 2. That's just an interesting fact. But, anyways, uh, two years later, 2001, Lord of the Rings. Mm hmm. And 2001, 2002, and 2003 are the three Lord of the Rings. Revenge of the Sith ends in 2005. Wait, the Lord so. of the Rings movies came out consecutively? Year to fucking year. You remember I know, that? Amazing. The, yeah. The last movie, or Two Towers, was in theaters so long that Return of the King came out. Like, they stopped showing it when Return <laughs> of the King came out. They were so popular. How long did it take them to get through The Fucking Hobbit? Jesus Christ. Uh, the Hobbit, I also think they released pretty back-to-back. Yeah, yeah but also but it was that, four movies for a book that's a yeah. quarter, an eighth, a sixteenth of the length of the first Lord of the Rings book. Let's not talk about that. Well, luckily, The Hobbit is too new for us to have to do it for this podcast. In a couple <laughs> years, we could go to that, and I'll need a lot more alcohol. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely but, uh, need to do... Lord of the Rings. Hey, still better than The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's where the stage I want to set. I think Colleen does a good stage setting with just like, yeah, Star Wars is like a big deal when this movie comes yeah. out. Like, 
it people want to go see it you know i don't think i did i don't think i saw it in theaters still a big deal these three movies are so objectively terrible that it should have tanked any popularity and i think this was a point that matt and i were making uh prior to the most recent rise of the skywalker coming out uh was that there is more bad star wars than there is good star wars accurate yeah like if uh if the, if you take it as a given that four five and six are good which I, you can make the argument that six is it has its weak yeah, points it's touch it's, and go. it's fine it's a fine movie it, it it's not structurally awful one two and three are carte blanche terrible. Yeah, there's, they're just today? bad yes two is, what two, we is really bad. two is worse than one i don't know how you showed your wife two. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to someone I love. <laughs> I fell asleep during uh, most of it. Don't worry, because I was <laughs> okay. contemplating doing all three of the prequels for my next two picks, but... That's fucking cruel and unusual, <laughs> but you, you're more than welcome to it. Luckily, we already finished Revenge of the Sith, uh, so that that's good. The cruel thing we'll is you'd have to recently. rewatch it to refresh your memory. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not rewatching it. Um, I'll maybe read the Wikipedia article. Uh yeah. No, yeah, there. It's like now. I think the scales are tipping. Like I liked a lot of the recent stuff. I liked the last three movies. I liked the Mandalorian. I liked Rogue One. So it's like, yeah, Mandalorian's doing a lot of work because, like, temporally, it's a lot more content. Like, I think uh, very soon, I think early in the next season, the Mandalorian will be the Star Wars character with technically the most screen time of any Star Wars. That's yeah, that's true. probably true. Just. Yeah, because what nine hours of whatever TV right. already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd also just like to preface this where I follow some people on social media that I follow some people on social media that are fucking diehard Star Wars, like bitching that right, people are calling. Call yeah. Well, yeah, bitching that people are calling Baby Yoda Baby Yoda because it's not; it's the child. And you're like, yeah, I know it's not like the actual Baby Yoda, probably. But also, I just like the name Baby Yoda, so just fucking let me have it. Yeah. Also, my brother did not know it wasn't Yoda, despite it, like, explicitly stating that this is immediately after the fall of the Empire. And my brother was just like, yeah, I just thought it was Yoda. And I'm like, like hey, no. did you watch I will the defend show? your brother because they're literally just an Empire anytime they need a big bad. Yeah. Admittedly, yes, what we've learned <laughs> with the most recent trilogy is that the Empire just pops back just up name yeah. change fresh coat of paint yeah i just fine. really yeah. don't understand the timeline of star wars but i at least understand that it's not the actual yoda that we've seen in, in for instance this film but okay and then i also follow folks on on social media that are very adamant of like quit bitching about it like it's just like if you didn't like the movie it's because you're a shitty person like it's because you don't have like the new movies rather it's because like you don't yeah. have the like you went in with your own movie in your head and they didn't give you the movie that you wanted and you're just pissed off about it so like shut the fuck up and just enjoy what they gave you and i totally feel that because i really enjoyed the last three movies i thought they were all really good um but it's been interesting to see all of these star wars yeah. folks come out of the woodworks I think Star Wars has very dedicated fans. I was going to say the worst very fans, dedicated. but yeah, that was uh, yeah. Very well. Let me continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they have very dedicated fans, and they have very passionate fans. Uh, passion not always a good thing. Uh, in fact, Yoda uh, might tell us that it could be a direct route to the dark side, <laughs> <laughs> as as so many of them are. Like there, there's like fucking 
so many people who hate the Star Wars, new Star Wars movies, just because they don't like that, like, one of the main trios black and that an Asian woman had screen time. I mean, there's just people who want it, like, they wanted Han, Luke, and Leia, and Han, Luke, and Leia are sort of homogenous in their appearance. Yep. And, you know, like... That's what they cared about in Star Wars. Or there's people who just like, they hate, yeah, they hated it before they even went into yeah. the theater, you know? And they were going to hate it all. Yeah. I, I think they're. Good. I, I was going to say that, like, fandom does that to you where you develop, like, how you want it to end and then you get wrapped up in it. Like, Game of Thrones did not stick the landing by any means, but the fandom was very guilty of that as well, where it's just like... Yeah, but that's another one that I truly enjoyed. Sure, was it what I wanted it to be? No, but it was entertaining. It was television. Like, it's... It was good television. It was bad Game of Thrones. Bad Game of Thrones, yeah. And I'm sure if he doesn't die before he finishes the books, we'll get a satisfactory ending. I don't know if George R.R. Martin is like 40-something or like 88, but... He's, uh, he's He's older, but... The problem with uh, with Star Wars is, like, there are, like, fundamental... Like, with the new trilogy, for example. There are fundamental issues with those movies. You can't discuss them, because if you do, you're just, like, one of the people who is a raving lunatic. lunatic. You can't just be like, no, there's... Pro-, like, these movies have problems, and they're fine. I mean, they're Disney movies. They're very much like Marvel movies, where even the bad Marvel movies are fine. Look, yeah. the main appeal to me in star wars is that there's a laser sword that could cut through anything and they have magic powers that they could throw shit or shoot lighting out of their hand just give me some of that and i'm good yeah like yeah. i don't need much yeah yeah so well so let's get to it they gave you they gave me a lot some of that pretty quickly in phantom menace so it must be a good star wars great movie, right? star wars yeah. movie a plus <laughs> the, my the favorite god can we talk just for 45 minutes about like the force run that they do to get away from the droid codes because i thought oh that my was, god like... the force run it's so bad like up until that point it's not awful they do a good job of like showing that jedi are just like awesome ridiculously op and yeah. hard to beat and then they just like i think it's, the the motion blur that they use <laughs> they must have just smeared the animation I, across the you screen. might have been more effective just cutting them in front of the one door and then the other door together like they like warped but no it's like this weird i didn't even i thought it was like a glitch in like the disney plus streaming i was like no wait what movie am i watching um i'd also just like to preface this with Can we all just take a moment? Okay, this movie was crap, right? But let's take a moment and the script, right? Like, you're reading the script. It's good. No. It could be good. No, it can't. They needed to change Mm. some things for sure. Or, sorry, the script. I'm sorry, the general plot of the movie is more or less. Like, not the script exactly. Like, you don't need fucking Jar Jar Binks and this Misa Misa Okay, now you're you're bringing me back in. Yeah, yeah. but, like, the actual plot of it is good, and it could have been a really good movie. All of the prequels could have been good. Like, there are a lot of interesting ideas. But, like, could it have been? Okay, what if the first one was terrible, and then they were like, oh, let's make these other ones better. Like, I feel like it wouldn't have... Like, it's better to just have all three of them be fucking shitty. Well, no, you let George Lucas do all of them, and he's not a good director or writer okay <laughs> no yeah they could have pivoted after the first one and I, I don't well maybe they couldn't maybe the production cycle was such that like two was almost out the door by the time the first one was out but the fundamental plot of this movie could be fine the script is where it all breaks yeah. down like this 
This is very first draft. I mean, just like, it's like storytelling 101 that I know. I'm not like a expert, but it's like show don't tell. No, Anakin just tells you he's good at things. Like he'll just list it off. I'm great at building droids. I'm great at building pod racing. I'm the only human who can pod race. It's like there's an interesting way to show that where other people are like, oh, you can pod race? Like no humans can pod race. Instead, it's just a fucking seven-year-old kid being like i can do all this aren't i great that comes from all sides too like qui-gon is guilty of that like padme is guilty of that like they all just there's like just exposition on top of exposition where it's like is liam neeson the only person they allowed to act in he is good in this movie right he's good and nobody (laughs) else nobody literally no natalie portman is a good actress i know i've seen let's go through you and mcgregor (laughs) the plot beats because there's so many troubling things that i don't want to miss but I'm sure we'll have lots of tangents like this. Um, one quick question. The, what was the cadence of these movies coming out? Like you said, Lord of the Rings was like one, two, three, all in a row. Like, yeah, they, they came this out was all 90. in a row. I think there were two years apart each. Okay. Two or three. Yeah. So like 99, 2001, 2003. It was like 99, 2001 or two, and then 2005, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Revenge of so the So they had time. They had I mean, time. These are like the amount of time like all the CGI and stuff takes. Like yeah. we think they have time. But, but you're right. They were probably done shooting most of it already by the time this movie well, came out. Well, there had to be, because Hayden Christensen visibly ages between uh, the second movie and the third movie. That's so true. he, there has to have been time. I thought you were about to say the those. first movie and the second movie. And I was like, you know that's not Hayden Christensen, right? No, it's a different person. <laughs> yes. Thank God it's a different person. But also not. Yeah, Maybe it should have just been Hayden Christensen. Well, kid. luckily yeah. Natalie Portman just never ages. The movie so. opens. Well, uh, Natalie Portman's not in these movies. It's Natalie Portman on uh, a high dose of sedative. Yeah. Like... <laughs> We have to get to the throne room. <laughs> and then like three extra seconds of screen time. And then they just like yeah. run off screen. And then white filter. And then. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Get into the plot. Walks the movie it, opens with like the most troubling thing ever, which is like the Federation's accents. Mm, Trade Federation's got a lot of problems. There's a lot of a lot of broad George Lucas broad is a characters, racist, right? Yeah. Because the Federation is Asian and the slaver is definitely Jewish, right? Uh, a li- yeah. you know, I remember Watto being more offensive, and this second time around, Watto is a slaver. I didn't find him as offensive, but that's definitely what he's going for. <laughs> like, but yeah. So the the movie opens with this horribly offensive Asian accents that is the Trade Federation. Like I don't know why yeah. the aliens would have stereotypical Asian accents. To be they... fair, somebody in the Mandalorian had a Boston accent, which implies that there is a Boston. Well, okay, they just let Bill Burr be Bill Burr. Okay, <laughs> but, that's and it's not, that's different. Like how they, <laughs> they were just like, oh, you're Bill Burr. Star Wars is like <laughs> any race kind of has any accent, but this race, all of them have a stereotypical Asian accent. Yeah, but yeah. the Trade Federation is about to uh, siege Naboo, which is this planet we've never seen before, and they realize that the Senate has sent people to barter with them, essentially. But whoa, they sent Jedi, which is pretty weird. Um, and this is one thing that I didn't remember is that the Emperor is in the movie like immediately. He's like, they, yeah. this is a bad thing. Kill the Jedi and then take Naboo and then we'll deal with yeah. it later. I mean, that's the core thing. Like, this this trilogy is really about him. Like, it's really about his rise to yeah. power. Uh, so he's on, he's got a fair amount of screen time. 
Uh, he is very outright sinister. I mean, yeah. The thing I don't remember is that if the Palpatine name is revealed in the original trilogy, so if you know, I think they call him Emperor Palpatine. Okay, so then yeah. another thing that they just don't. Why? It could have been a great reveal of like, oh, this senator in the second movie is actually evil because yeah. he's like the senator from Naboo and like could have been seen as like this two facing guy. Nope. Yeah, I I think there would have been there would have been a lot of grounds to have not revealed him at all yeah. and just had them talking like, well, our benefactor says that we should kill the Jedi. And I know that would have been a little cryptic and a little high level for what is clearly supposed to be a kid's movie, mm. but is also about trade politics. Yeah. So, like, what's the choice there? Anyway, Did they it, reveal, I, like, Anakin? Well, that's the thing. is like, you know Anakin know becomes Darth Vader. Because his last name Skywalker. Sorry. So, like, and Obi-Wan becomes his master at the end. So, like, the whole trilogy is meant to be Anakin's trilogy, like how he becomes Darth Vader. That okay. was known beforehand. I didn't know. I'm sorry. There's a lot of, like, music cues too where they give like darth vader's theme as he's just like a boy it's like all right <laughs> well you see yeah he's still Calm a child down. he could he could be an asshole i don't you know i don't know him, but like he's he's not a genociding maniac right yet i just feel like, <laughs> like i don't like i guess if you're really into the star wars world at this point you're like it's interesting to watch all these characters even though i know exactly what the fuck's gonna happen like it's interesting to watch these characters characters develop but for me it just wasn't like i want to be surprised i want that yeah, twist. it would do way more yeah and I, the most interesting thing of star wars for me is that they are these massive scale like multiple races like lots of intertwining like potential conflicts so it's like kind of safe to just go back and be like well you know this guy's going to be darth vader at the end yeah and you know there's going to be a sith emperor who like takes him under his wing so like you're right. just kind of and it gets it gets to the point that you were already making matt which is like not everybody in this movie needed to be somebody from the original yeah, exactly. trilogy, but they yep. are so it really it boxes you in in terms of storytelling because yep. if you want to do a good prequel obviously you know like if your prequel is about han solo or darth vader or whoever that person has to live till the end of the prequel. We know that, yeah. right? So the only way to make it compelling is to make new characters, yep. make them compelling, and then put their lives in Yeah, your like... Or... Yeah, that's totally it. Because, like, everything with stakes in this movie is tied to someone you know is going to live. Like, right. or is going to die in some way that they wouldn't make it to the, <laughs> the right. main it, trilogy. It doesn't even make sense in terms of just, like, making toys. When they made the new trilogy, they're like, new opportunity for a fucking droid, BB-8, millions of dollars. BB-8 is a million dollar industry. But they tried. Because like, we're going to... Okay, so let, let's keep with the plot. Okay. The okay. Jedi immediately... We can change it all night. They get gassed in this, like, conference room, which seems very weird that they have that function. They just hold their breath really long, which I guess is a tre- Jedi ability. Get out slay some droids and then three droidicas i did really like this the bit where they're in the room and they both light up their lightsabers yeah it looks cool it looks there's cool. some cool i was like this is promising the lightsaber <laughs> yeah right up until the screen wipe <laughs> it's it's fun <laughs> um the they get out from like the main battle droids which are basically just like a stand-in for stormtroopers 
and then Droidica's roll up, which I think still look awesome. Like I remember as a kid thinking they're really cool. Which ones are? Yeah. They're the rolly the ones, ones that like roll up and pop the shield. Okay. Still don't know why three of them can stop two Jedi's after they've shown later that they can take out like whole rooms of droids, but. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, you know, like w- the thing is, like the j- Jedi power scale is an interesting yeah, it, it's thing. inconsistent <laughs> depending on the like the 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 straits like that they're in, but they do their amazing force run out of there, and then we're on Naboo, and again, it, like some of the the yeah the script or the editing, I don't know what it is, but like. There's no, like, them getting on an escape pod or them hiding with the ships or the tanks or whatever. They're just on the planet, and then Qui-Gon is running from, like, a, a troop It's like, carrier. yeah, they say how they're going to get yeah. to the planet. They're like, split up, we'll take different carriers down, right? And then they're down. Yeah, and I, I, it's just it's, weird. It's, it's clumsy, like... Yeah. And then yeah. we get... Arguably, okay, it's clumsy, and then later they spend like forty-five fucking minutes on pod racing, and you're I like, like okay, you racing. could have cut a little bit of that to give this a bit more I of like a realistic. Racing. Okay, it was the only. Well, we'll get to pod racing. Let's this save is pod, pod racing. racing for pod racing. <laughs> yeah, in our in our hit segment, this is pod <laughs> racing, but that's later. God damn, the movies could be so much better if they just ran over Jar well, just Jar cut Brinks. the podcast there matt goddamn the movies could be so much better <laughs> call it a day thanks for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of <laughs> sacrifice jar jar i understand like this has been explained to me that jar jar was an attempt at making a kid's character that kids would like and like would want like action figures of it's like Mm-mm. what no i would much rather have a fucking jedi any, a jedi is way cool like as a as a kid like way cooler i remember i remember jacob the kid that i used to nanny getting into star wars and he was like obsessed with the jedis because nobody's gonna ever fucking care about jar jar binks and it's not that jar jar binks couldn't have worked again oh that was i i will argue that he couldn't but please he absolutely can't work his whole race can't no his whole no no no. his whole race can't what i'm saying is if they had made him a completely like completely different character with different short then he if they did everything differently he could have worked yes if he was slightly like a slight comedic (laughs) relief like maybe but they Mm. just took it to such extremes and his whole race and like i was like literally talking to matt while we were watching this movie like when they went to I don't know where we are in the plot, but when they went underwater, yeah, to we're basically like, there to his like community. I was like, this could be so fucking cool. Yeah, the underwater city, like the Gunja race, is so cool, so cool. And they ruined it because they're all just idiots, yeah. and they're all like, it's, and Jar Jar is just well, not not all of them are idiots. Jar Jar is an idiot. Just Jar Jar and the main and guy. And the way they talk. Who's about... always doing is his face. Oh. That is... <laughs> what is yeah. that? What is that? I, it's a choice. It's... It is it a was choice. A bad you can't deny choice. that. I think the it's prob- a bad choice. The reason so I'm- the problem. Go ahead. The- Go ahead. F- fuck. The reason I think this is the worst thing we've done is because it makes me angry. Yeah. Unlike anything we've done before, like <laughs> that, I'm like viscerally like, oh my god, why? Yeah, I. It's just choice after choice. Yeah. So I, I think with Jar Jar, I think from a design perspective, they fucked it up from like square one because yeah. they literally they're not doing like humans find certain things cute right and you can kind of look at like 
animals, cats, this, that, and the other thing, and figure out roughly what people like. You know, it's big eyes, fur, stuff like yep. that. Like, so, like, Ewoks were designed based on that principle. Even Chewbacca, to some yeah. extent. You know, he's a giant guy. He's kind of a badass. But even then, you're still, like, you feel some immediate kinship to Chewbacca based on, like, an evolution. That we don't share that with amphibians. No. Some people think frogs are cute. I'll give you that. Some people some are like, frogs are cute. Like, a lot of people. But you made the ugliest fucking creature he and has eye stalks. And made him move so unnaturally. His, just and, like flailing his arms around. Right. And like his ears are always flopping about. I don't. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to bring up. the. This is kind of why I brought up Lord of the Rings. Right. This is one of the first like fully realized CGI characters on screen. We are two years away from Gollum. Like Oscar winning or Oscar worthy a performance of a CGI character. Like, Gollum is next level. I guess I should say we're actually three years True. away from Gollum. Because he he's much more in the second movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. But besides the point, we're, th- we're that close to that. And this is what we get. And I'll say the CGI behind Jar Jar Binks is not terrible. It, it looks like CGI from 99, but also some of the CGI in 99 is awful. Yeah. He looks it's fine. Just, it's not how yeah. he looks like or how the characters interact with him. Like... It's just him as a character. It's the movement that they made the him design. do is stupid. Yeah. And like, goddamn, like, you'd think at a certain point, right, his like accent, quote unquote, or whatever you would describe, speech impediment would get endearing. It's like, no, no they just. It's, it's irritating. Really they lean into it even harder. It's irritating. It like and it. at the end of the movie, when like the guy's talking to the queen, I literally like couldn't understand what he was saying. And I was like, just fucking like, just, just, just. Just why? And he's in it so much, and you clearly can tell that George Lucas thought he had like his next like big thing, Wait, like that whole race. Did like, you read? Do you, I'm sure you guys did because you're nerds and you're on the internet all the time. But did it. you read like the the <laughs> like conspiracy theories about Jar Jar like actually being a, just, a, a Sith? Sith? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was so yeah. fucking entertaining, and I was like, honestly, I, mean, I would like it be better. Great. I would like it better. Yeah. Uh, if that was the twist in Rise of the Skywalker, that it was Jar Jar all, the whole time, that would have been a ballsy move. It would move. have been so good. I'll tell you what, it would have been something. <laughs> something more brave than the, like, the Star Wars franchise would ever do. So, yeah. God, it, brave and foolish, maybe, but it would be. You bring that up makes me mad because this movie had maybe the coolest Star Wars villain we've ever had. <sighs> Don't, let's, Darth Maul it. is a crime. Darth Maul is a crime. Darth Maul from the Inception is a crime. Double bladed lightsaber, coolest thing in Star is that Wars. New so in this cool. yes, the reveal of that it's was new in this so movie. cool. Like because he doesn't. The reveal of that was garbage, one. Matt. Because the reveal of that was in a fucking trailer. Oh, I didn't know that. They show the double bladed lightsaber in the trailer for this oh, goddamn movie. Oh, that's so fucking movie. stupid. What's a, you? You fucking blowing your load in the trailer? <laughs> I didn't. Even, that's the whole. I don't movie. remember that. <laughs> Because I was a, a small child. You were a child, but, yes. Even in this, I was like, oh, he doesn't use the double-bladed lightsaber the first time he fights Qui-Gon. That's so cool. Because I knew later he was going to bust it out. And it's still awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> Compose yourself, Matt. <laughs> okay. They get to uh, Queen Amidala, who is the queen of Naboo, um, and tell her that, hey, war is coming. Like, Whoa. Matt, you've. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. Have to do you want down. me to go through the? <laughs> this whole is gonna be escape? a long podcast. Sorry, 
one, they explicitly state that Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan separate and go into different transports for no reason. They meet again in several seconds <laughs> okay. once they get back on the planet. Quick, not a big deal, right? Meet Jar Jar. They go to the Gungan yep. city. The Gungans are terrible. We covered that, right? Jar Jar, there's one little point about Jar Jar I really like here, actually, which is that Jar Jar is so bad that everybody immediately recognizes yep. him. It's not just that he's banned. The people who are on the street immediately start running away the second Jar Jar enters the city. Jar Jar must have done something atrocious. Yeah, some heinous crime. Like, something heinous, right? They meet the Gungan leader, uh, Liam Neeson, Axe, and also Force tricks him into giving them a ship. They travel through the center of the planet, which is totally meaningless. Yep. Totally meaningless. They do nothing. They get attacked by a series of larger fists, fishes. But all of those fishes fight each other and they get away. It's like they walk through a Godzilla movie and then <laughs> yeah. they, they're just again could have been cool moments, but like they're like, okay, we got to move this along. The thing that frustrates me about this movie, and I don't know if it was George Lucas's vision or just like um, broader like industrial light and magic. I love all of the design. Like the city underwater is cool. The ship underwater is cool. All of the Naboo mm-hmm. ships are insanely cool, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. The Lego sets from this movie, dope. dope. I had the I had Anakin's ship. I remember having that, and then I think I had Darth Maul on his little fucking speeder. Oh yeah, the, he's got his Solid. own speeder, cool which speeder. is also cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and the 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 drop ships. Yes. The, the droid, uh, much like the Santa Claus too, uh, giving the droids their voices. Bad yeah. choice. Very bad choice. That's a that's a Chet move right the, there. Is all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> Why subtitles yeah. and why voices? Because Star Wars traditionally did not have either of those things. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. We travel through the center of the oh, planet. They get to Naboo. The droids have pretty much taken over yep. the city. They rescue Queen Amidala. Oh, okay, yeah. I, yeah I, they rescue yeah. her. They rescue her and they tell her she wants to stay and make the treaty for her people. And uh-huh. the Jedi rightfully are like, no, that's fucking stupid. Clearly they're here to... Just take over your whole city and then go around the galaxy, so we have to go. Um, and for some reason, their solution to this is to go to Coruscant, to go to the... Rep- to make a direct appeal to the right. Senate. Can we also to- just talk about Queen Amidala for a second? We could spend a whole podcast. We could spend an entire 12 podcasts on her. Yeah. <sighs> She's so bad. It's a... Uh... It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, it's a lot and it's a little. It's because I, I know Natalie Portman can yeah. act. Like, did you see yeah, her? Concept... She was in Jackie, right? Yeah, she was in Jackie. Fuck, she was so. She was in Black Swan. Right. I mean, she was in she so many She had like twelve good... to seventeen years to improve upon uh, her acting but, skill. Uh, yeah, she was also. Only I don't 18. think it was her fault, though. I mean, you and McGregor's flat in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Mace Windu's flat in That's this true. movie. Yeah, it was just, it was, she's just so bad. And, like, the thing that really bothered me was, like, her as queen sucked. Like, she had, she just sucked. And then, like, when she was pretending to not be queen, she was almost better. And I was like, I wish that she, as a queen, like, as a, I don't know. It just really bothered me. I also truly hated how they just, like, flip-flopped her being queen and her pretending to not be queen so often. And, like, I get that it was, like, a... Like a ploy yeah. to be Real like, oh, so, well, what? 
It's a real Padme situation. Yeah, it just really yeah, bothered me because like they didn't explain it until the very end of the movie, and I'm like watching it, and I'm like, wait, where's fucking Natalie? Portman? What do you mean? Why every is time, Kira Knightley here right now? Every time Natalie Portman is on screen, she's like, the Queen would disapprove of this. Mm. And then no, Kawhi it's got- when the Queen is in the shot. Also, it's like when it's a shot of her and Kira Knightley as Queen, and they're just like. It's just so obvious, and you're like, I know yeah. what you were going for, but you did not execute well. My headcanon is that Qui Gon knew the whole time. Too, you have to which believe. It's way that. best. That's the only yeah. way. Where? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, again, like Liam Neeson is good, and it's great that he would just be like, "Well, the queen's not here, right?" Double middle <laughs> finger, and then walk away. The queen totally trusts me, a hundred percent. And she's like, "Bitch, I yeah. am the queen." And he's like, "Yeah, I know." That could be original know, dialogue not from the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, don't joke. <laughs> they get god damn it's hard to navigate so, us through these murky waters I know. so i i was prepared for you guys to try to make me recap the entire movie oh yeah i wouldn't so that's why i'm like do you do you want me to do the plot? no no i'm feeling confident i just i wouldn't subject that on anyone because i think that would drive a man i mad. i really it did drive me mad leading up to them i was so afraid of it <laughs> I, I'm going to bust that out when I need to crush you. So. I think if you were to ask me to explain this movie, oh, it would, would go a brilliant. lot worse than a noob explaining this I movie. I mean, to be fair, we're 40 minutes into the podcast. We've made it through the first paragraph of the Wikipedia synopsis, <laughs> which is like four minutes of the whole film. So, um, Okay, keep it going. I'll try. They get off of Naboo in a sweet ass carrier decked out in chrome. And God, oh, oh, bling life. Do you really like it? It looks sweet. Yo, if if Kanye had a spaceship, it would it look would. like that. <laughs> but they fly it directly into the blockade. Like, yeah, sure. So fucking stupid. Goddamn. That's continuously an issue in yeah, Star Wars. That's though, true. Is that space fighting? And this is, kind of, I think, this is like why people like uh, Ender's Game so mm-hmm. much. It's like Ender's Game, the book, and, and ultimately the movie, though the movie was kind of hit or miss. The book really emphasizes that like space combat is fundamentally different from all types of combat because there's no up and down. Right. Like that's an artificial concept that doesn't matter in space. And Star Wars just never uses nah. that. And they can't they can't in like the original trilogy. They can't because it's like staging and you have things set up. And then that's just how it is now. Every ship is pointed the exact same direction, looking at the exact same thing. They're all moving towards the target, which just isn't how space yeah. works. Right. Like there's that's literally true. nothing grounding you to doing that. You don't have right. to. And there's a whole, but no Star Wars movie is about like space strategy. Right. They are only ever moving in a direction as it serves the yep. plot. So yeah. they, they fly directly against this blockade. Obviously, they get mm-hmm. damage. Again, in the need to shoehorn characters we know, R2 is the one that saves them. That I think that's a huge mistake. They could have had a, a BB-7. Yeah, that could have BB-6. been their toy. Then they shoot Jar Jar they, in the head and like, we got this droid now. Like, yeah, this droid. I mean, they know that now, yeah. right? Like, obviously, the, the droid in um, K2SO4. Yeah in uh rogue one and then the droid and even han solo people didn't like that droid but that droid was iconic uh and then bb8 and they have the new one and even bb8's friend in rise yeah, of the yeah. Skywalker, Zero or like whatever. i think that's the same <laughs> you mean jj abrams um yeah they get away from the trade federation's massive warship which is kind of weird to me that that's their shtick 
but they have their hyperdrive thing damaged, so they need to land on a close-by planet. And again, in shoehorning in something that didn't need to be the same thing, they go to Tatooine. Yep. Like There's bajillions th- of options, and they fucking chose they Tatooine. Had, yes, it could have been anywhere else, but it's like, no, this is familiar, so we need to go here. And they land on Tatooine, and now we're here for most of the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah a, a very big chunk of the Which, movie. Yeah, we, because a very we, big chunk of the movie is pod racing. We very rarely get away from Tatooine, which feels like a mistake. Uh, yes, it's kind of like in Thor Ragnarok, except if that planet was yeah. bad. And like, like there's this whole big thing going on, but like fundamentally our characters are trapped here. Like, but there's no Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess Watto is Jeff. Yeah, instead of Jeff Goldblum's, you've got yeah, city shitty CGI characters, a weird shoehorn in that there's an immaculate conception. Yeah, there's a Virgin Mary. Such a bad choice. There's also Jar Jar. Such a a lot of Jar Jar. There's also Jabba the Hutt again. Yeah, but but we didn't need Jabba the Hutt again. Again, like it was a pointless. Point, but they are on of the plot. they are on Tatooine, so you might as well just like have him there. But they mentioned him once, and I was like, maybe that's it. No, they have to fucking show him later. It's just so dumb. I mean, yeah, I it would have that would have been a good opportunity to just have it be like another hut. Like maybe maybe the plot on that planet instead of Watto and all this stuff is like there is another hut running it, and Jabba wants to take over Tatooine. Yes. And he's got two Jedi in his pocket. And he's got the queen held hostage. But he's like, hey, look, I don't need I don't need to make any trouble with you guys. You go take care of this other hut for me. And you guys can leave with the queen. I'll give you the hyper. That would have no been way deal. better. Like, way better. Pod racing is actually kind of like a fine thing to do, I think. I think pod racing's fine. It was fine. They just went on for too long. Like I, right. after the second lap, I was like, "They're not done." I remember yet. it being a, but being one lap. So oh, it's three laps. Yeah, <laughs> it's so long. It's... They they build their own. They they set up a Chekhov's gun and pay it off. Yep. Like that ramp. They show the ramp they in the first the ramp. lap, and then they're like, sec- they show the ramp again in the second lap, and then they're like, third lap. Oh shit. oh shit! He's going up the ramp. <laughs> All right, let's. Who we've thought? got we've got a couple beats of exposition before we get to the pod racing. Right. There I'd was, also like to preface that I did fall asleep at this point. I woke and you I back woke, up and we. I, he we woke rewound. me back up and we rewound it and we continued watching it because he was. It's for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was enjoying a nice nap. See, when he showed you Attack of the Clones, that's just that's spousal abuse. <laughs> This this at least is for the podcast. <laughs> we did both fall asleep through Attack of the Clones, so yeah, you are still the one who put it on. The blame falls solely on Disney you. Plus. Is maybe do irresponsible thing. All right, there's so many That's cool fair. Disney Channel original movies that I we d- can watch. I doubt that. Hey, Lizzie McGuire is going to be on there in 2020. Also, Home Alone the is Lizzie gone. McGuire? So fuck you guys. I think so. Oh yeah. fuck, I'm really pumped. I love Hillary Duff. Her wedding dress. Ah. Uh, Unreal. She just got married. Yeah. I can't stop. I can. Are we done? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Go back to... Uh, All right, on. pod racing. Are we there no, yet? no. Okay. No, we're not there yet. Okay. The hyperdrive is damaged, and Ewan McGregor is like, surely we could fix it here. And Qui-Gon's like, yes, I will go, because I'm the only good actor in this movie, and we might as well like 
flex this muscle a little bit. They yeah. go into town and immediately, instead of like world building a bit, he like looks and he's like, you know what? That shop. We want to go off the beaten path a little bit. Um, Colleen's using her cell phone, so I'm getting a lot of interference. Sorry. Um, and then we meet Watto and his nine-year-old slave, Anakin. Yes. Is he not Annie in this movie? I think they probably call Annie, him Annie. they called I, him but, Annie. Okay. But Padme really leans on the Annie in the third movie, yeah. and it's much more troubling when he's a girl. It's, it's pretty troubling now because it's kind of implied that she's an adult and that he's yeah. a child and that they should have been the same age. Which would have worked just, fine. Who? Sorry. It would have been the Queen and Anakin. Annie. Yeah. Because she doesn't yeah. do anything of significant, like. Also, have well, they... I, I'm saying he should have been older because it doesn't. That also would have like, worked. He, I think yeah. that, yeah, I also think they wouldn't have done it because of the whole, like, can't trade a Jedi unless it's from birth bullshit. But, but they, they they go against they that do. in the yeah, movie. I know, but imagine if he were like 15. I mean, you get that 15 year old like angst in a teen boy. Like they they would have never chosen. You know what I mean? But my other thing is like why. Do they ever go into why Natalie Portman is queen? She's so fucking young. Uh, they no, don't. but I think you could just assume. They're just that like, yeah, like... here's this 15 year old looking girl who's our queen, and we've elected her. That's totally normal. I mean, that's like, yeah, she is the duly elected queen of Naboo. They do say that, so it's not like family died. Also, queens not elected, but okay, duly elected queen of Naboo. So, like, what the fuck is up with the Electoral College of Naboo? And, hey, maybe maybe the Trade Federation should be running yeah. Naboo. There's yeah. nothing that shows they, that they shouldn't be. Yeah. All I'm Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Okay. The, they, it turns out Watto does have a hyperdrive, which is awfully convenient for the plot, but he doesn't take any Republic credits. Is that the flying thing? That is the flying okay. thing. Um. And Qui-Gon's like, ah, shit, we'll have to wait for another opportunity to present ourselves. Um, they go back out into the wild and Jar Jar causes a huge ruckus, which then Anakin gets them out of and a sandstorm comes in and he's like, come to my house. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting how Jar Jar causes a ruckus because it implies that Gungans don't have commerce. Yeah, he just steals Because he doesn't food. understand. Yeah, that he can't eat that, which is, it's a very, like, interesting wrinkle to the Gungan society. So they're clearly, they have a huge standing military, despite the fact that there's only one other sentient being on the planet, which is Naboo, which doesn't have a huge standing military. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Are they just playing? Okay, there's a lot to get into in the final battle. I don't know if I want to preview it now, so let's table it. No, yeah, no. I, I, I just thought it was an interesting sort of historical aside based on like one small observation. Why do they have fucking movie? orbs that are perfect for killing droids and tech? They have zero tech who, themselves, who, and they have nothing. Who were they themselves. fighting prior to that? It's, it's very like there's another whole movie, just there, another whole, probably better movie. Just Would you there. suggest subject yourself to a whole movie of Gungans? No. Uh, ditch the accent. I could probably yeah, do it. Yeah, if they were better. No, yeah. you've got to have the accent. At this point, I'm sorry. At this point, it won't happen without the accent. So, no, I would not subject myself to that. 
I mean, you can retcon a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, J.J. Abrams could just be like, you know, the translators just sucked. Anyways, this is how Gungan sound now. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Jar Jar Binks. I'm Idris Elba. I mean, Jar Jar. <laughs> um, so we meet Padme's mother, who, again, is just like a nothing character that they're going to steal her child and leave her to a life of slavery. Which she's cool with. Sorry, what? Uh, and I say okay. Jar Jar's I'm mother. Like- who the fuck? You, you said, said Padme. Padme. Yeah. I was like, I don't ever remember meeting the queen's mother. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this this actress uh, is also not doing a great job. And it also has an accent yeah. that Anakin doesn't have. But see, that's where I think Star Wars is fine. Because it doesn't... Like, traditionally, it's like it doesn't matter. Like, anyone can cut, sort of talk to anyone. That's and true. No... And Felicity Jones's dad is Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. So... You know, we're all playing right. by Funhouse rules anyway. Except later, or I guess already, we already have subtitles for Watto. And like... I, such a mistake. And then such he a speaks mistake. English. And then he speaks English. Why? Okay. I, so uh, this is going to be, I think, my controversial take from Phantom Menace. Liam Neeson does a good job of acting. Watto is pretty fun. Yeah. I I think Wada like whoever's doing the voice acting is doing a job, and he's he's selling. I it. genuinely I enjoyed Wado. I did not enjoy the fact that it went from English to whatever language that they're speaking, but I did enjoy. I thought he was a fun character. Does he reappear yeah. in other movies? No, no, uh, no. I I don't like that he's just like. He's he specifies that his race can't be mind tricked. I wish they'd just been like, "Why are yes. you doing that hand like, thing?" and then just moved on. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. even need to do the hand thing. They could, or like that piece where he's like, "What are you trying to be? Some sort of Jedi?" He could have just been like immune to it, and Qui Gon could have just gone on about his day. But no, it's like you need yeah. a sentence or two to explain exactly what's happening. Yeah, which they already actually explained because Jedi mind tricks don't work on people who have a strong will. Yeah. They only work on weak-minded people. So it would have been perfectly fine if it just didn't work on him. And you could be like, oh, this guy, you know, he's not the he's not a run of the mill average everyday Joe. He can resist a Jedi mind trick. True. Yeah. But instead, they had to be very explicit, which is, you know, an issue. One of many. Going forward. Maybe but. it was like the same thing that brought Jar Jar Binks into this into this movie is George like Lucas. the children aspect of it where they were like, kids might not remember that weak-willed people don't. Yeah, but also kids wouldn't notice. Kids, no. kids don't watch movies in no. that way. The kids are just waiting for the pod racing to start. Like, and then they'll walk out of the theater and they'll be like, that guy had two lightsabers, but they were the same. <laughs> and, yeah, like, they don't care about the actual story or, like, the exposition. It's, like, yeah. what fun happened in between. But instead, we're just bogged down with, like, all of this terrible decision making. Yeah. All right. Next, right. next point in the plot. And look, as I I'm said. I'm trying to get there. We're Toy going, like, one two. step forward, two no, no. steps back. We're going. Toy Story 2 came out this year. We know that kids' movies can have a approachable, complex plot and kind of like address complex topics, but also be entertaining to yeah. kids. We know that. That's true. Anyways, 
sandstorm. I thought I was already in the house. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, Anakin's mom. No, Padme's mom? Anakin. Right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Darth Vader's mom. Darth Vader's mom. Um, oh, God damn. I'm, Who was I, apparently the Virgin Mary. Such a yeah. weird choice. So Qui-Gon is getting this feeling, which is where the Force thing should have stopped. Like, there is no need for midichlorians. Right. See, the better screenwriting here is, like, Qui-Gon realizing that this kid must have access to the Force because, like, yeah, he's the only human pod racer, and he can build a droid and all this stuff, but instead, it's just Anakin, like, listing fucking things, and Qui-Gon has to be like, oh, well, Hmm. let me test test your blood for this. (laughs) Like, fucking... It's fucking stupid, but... It's yeah, the whole, like, Jedi narrative for Anakin sucks. Um, but Qui-Gon decides that the, the best way for them to get off this planet is to gamble a kid's life for him to win There's no the fucking way that this kid's mom would have let him pod race. There's absolutely no, no way. No, but she's already Everyone let him pod race. fucking died. And he's also a slave, so, like... Oh, so his yeah, life's Yeah, no, Watto makes him pod race. No, like, the yeah. Watto makes him pod race. This yeah. time, though? No. He enters Not this time. That's why freely. she was like, no. But she don't sees do the it. benefit this time. Uh, She's like, well, if he yeah. wins this time, then... Okay. Yeah. Also, yeah. the kid looks five years old in this movie. And I know he's not. I know he's supposed to be playing a ten-year-old. But, like, it's just not believable. He builds a cool pod racer. We get, like, 18 minutes of Jar Jar Binks fucking himself over in the beam thing. That yeah. goes on for way too long. Goes on for a while. <laughs> And then we're finally at the pod race. Yeah. I think uh, I have nothing to add here. Apparently that little kid is Greedo, which they retconned in later. What? Sorry, yeah. What? They're just like, yeah, that's that's Greedo. He's he's a character from the original trilogy. In the original trilogy, trilogy but... there's this whole thing where Han kills someone who looks a lot like one of the kids. Um, yeah. I why? I don't know. Terrible. Uh, oh this oh yeah, this oh yeah the screenwriting is awful anakin is such a bad character like just repeatedly states he's good at things and then we get to pod racing the pod racing is cool yeah. there's way more lead in and also if this is a three-lap race why is there a pit crew i don't get that yeah but mm-hmm. like if you've gone to the pit in your three-lap race you've already lost yeah but like there's way more, like, lead-in with the stadium and all of these racers, like, I'm supposed to care. It's like they have the bad guy, like, Solba or whatever his name is. They Sebulba. And they have Anakin. That's all you need. Make yep. this, like, a two-minute yeah. intro where they bring yeah. the pods. It's like... I think there were a lot of toys here. I know there were definitely Lego sets for all of these people, but I, I imagine they made toys of There's all a the video game, too. too. Pod racing. Yeah. Um... Uh, this is. I would like to take a detour into our hit segment. This is pod racing to discuss this sequence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because I think the next Star Wars story should be a real steel style science fiction sports movie that's all about pod, pod racing. racing. Is fucking cool. Yeah, it's cool, and we live in an era where that could be like visually stunning like it should be a movie about a guy like making his way through pod racing trying to get 
off of Tatooine, I guess, since that appears to be the galaxy's, like, hub yeah. of pod racing. But, like, that's a All movie. Right. Before we get into the pod racing sequence, why the fuck? I, we're in This Is Pod Racing, Matt. <laughs> you put a Force-sensitive person in the, the cockpit. You build up yeah. so much that he's, like, in tune with the Force and that he could pod race because of it. And then you give him no moment of, like, using the Force, yeah. like, in some way okay. to save. To they give him, like, 30,000 opportunities to be, like... I think... I, to me, this is the thing that really bothered me the most about the scene. Is when he's dealing with, like, one of his engines or whatever not working. and he's, Which time? Like, the, at the seventh very time? End, and at the very end, and he's looking down at his dashboard of his fucking pod racer for, like, a minute. And, like, then it shows him panning up and, like, boo, 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 in and out of everything. And you're like, bitch, you could not have looked at your dashboard long enough to fix this issue, given the circumstance. And now that you say that, maybe maybe that's an easy out for the thing that I hated most about the scene is that he was using the Force. <laughs> well, no, that's kind of, like, the only reason he can drive the thing is because of the Force. But, like, when his cable get dis- gets disconnected or anything, like... Just let him force pull yeah. it into his hand and plug it in or right. anything. Like, yeah, literally I think that's, anything to show that he's right. like one with the force would have been cool. That's a real problem with the Mandalorian and the new trilogy is up until that point in time, people could not use the force without training. Right. They might be, like, Force-sensitive, and they might have, like, little things, faster reflexes, this, that. but up until, like, Baby Yoda and Rey, people weren't, like, fucking throwing people around and using Fair. lightsabers without any training, you know? And that's a big... People have a problem with modern Star Wars because of that, because everybody's, like, super powerful right away. Uh, but, yeah, it... So, it makes sense that he didn't just, like, force, push, and pull things, but they could have had the, like, Death Star run moment. Where it's like, you're not really using the force right. to pull anything. You're not using a Jedi mind trick. He's just like a moment where he's in danger and he closes his eyes. You, you let the Star Wars theme song swell and he fucking does a quick move to get yeah. out of it. And you're like, oh, wow. There could have been. He's a Jedi. And then you literally, yeah, the most minor thing to make it seem right. like the force is what helps him race. But instead yep. he just races. Yep. It's yeah. still a cool race, though. Yeah. It is it's a cool entertaining. Race. It is a cool race. The design is good. The alien designs are good. They're all diverse and weird looking. And all the crashes like, look yeah. good for the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like everything like explodes in like really intense ways and there's a lot of like speed and momentum. Dude, there's not an ounce of music is, though. Is there not? There's there's like no music for the whole time all you hear is that boom, boom, Yeah, boom, boom, there boom, is a boom, lot boom, of like Okay. This, it was actually... her ship, so the first ship, the dude, the bad dude, yeah, had the was wub, the wub, one with the Um The mixing in this movie is bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I could not hear anything that anyone was say- saying, and I needed to turn down every action sequence. Yeah. It's like we're pull- pushing out the volume button when somebody's talking, and then as soon as it transitions to a scene with like action, you have to like push it down like 12 clicks. It was crazy. Yeah. So Anakin wins, obviously. Yeah, uh, Watto tries to renege on the deal. Qui Gon's like, "Well, we could talk to the Huts," and Watto gives it. 
And gives him the hyperdrive. And, and Anakin. And then Anakin... Oh, yeah, right before Qui-Gon upped his bet. And he's like, also, I want the kid. And Watto put up a fuss, but then agreed. Well, he said, no, I want the no. kid. And then Watto goes, or the mom. And then he pulls out these probably loaded dice. That's that's the implication. I think that's a very fun scene. Yeah. It's like he throws the loaded right. die. Well, it's because we have the two best actors in the yeah. right. Watto. So <laughs> what I'm proposing, reboot, movies just about Qui-Gon and Watto. <laughs> and it's a buddy cop sort of thing. Yeah, so, so Qui-Gon... Watto would, like, be setting off the fucking alarm bells. Like, this is a loaded die, you motherfucker. What did you do? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, the bet has been made that Anakin is part of it if he wins. And then the only human moment of this whole movie where Anakin has a bit of hesitation of leaving his mom behind. Barely. And then he, he just and, does. Yeah, it's poorly acted, and then he just does. It's poorly poorly acted, and then later it's like the when the when Yoda and the the Jedi whatever is are like looking at him, they're like, "Oh, you have great." I'm sensing your emotions about your mom, and you're like, "Okay, first of all, yes, he's a ten year old boy. Second of all, he didn't have any emotions when he actually left her." Yeah, that's the thing. This whole arc. The whole Tatooine arc and the rest of the movie is better served if Anakin is the same age as Padme. Yeah. Because like you're saying, teenage boy, right? So it's like, okay, all the stuff with pod racing, a lot of his dialogue makes way more sense if he's a teenage boy who has his first boner for a girl and just is like trying to sound cool. He's like, yeah, I got, I can pod race. Uh, I, I have a droid too. Do you want to see my droid and then maybe touch my penis? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. (laughs) That's true. He just, it's so much better if he's like a 12, 13 year old boy who just has it, has the hots for this girl, right? Mm -hmm. As a 10 year old boy, it's, I mean, you know, they still imply that where it's like, oh, clearly he has a crush on Padme, but it's not the Mm -hmm. same. And it doesn't make sense. Like, he's a slave child. Why does, why is he so, uh, so like insistent that he's not, like they, they, Evade every opportunity for him to have real pathology. Where it's like, maybe he is broken a little bit from being a slave. But no. And we're just going to say that he's afraid. Because yeah, a 10-year-old kid left his mom. He's afraid. Don't There's just no him. real character development for <laughs> anyone. Like, they just no. don't let anyone turn in or have like multiple, multiple facets. It's just like, you're going to become Darth Vader, so you have to be evil. Yep. And... Yeah. Padme, you have to die, so you have to be nothing. When does she die? Yeah. When she gives birth to the kids who become Luke Skywalker. In the worst possible way. We'll watch the third one one day. I don't think I've seen this. Um, I did not know that happened. We get the hyperdrive. Wow. She's not in the first three movies, so something happens to her. Yeah, I figured. We get the hyperdrive. (laughs) I don't think we see them installing it, right? But whatever. Um, No, um, so... We we get a kind of Qui Gon comes back with the hyperdrive and he says, "I gotta go do one more I'll thing," the kid. and then I'll be back. And then he goes back and picks yeah, up Anakin. Yeah. For some reason, he couldn't take Anakin right. with him that first day, which they could have done a scene where Anakin's like, "I just need one more night with my mom," and Qui Gon's like, "Well, we really need to go, but fine. I'm gonna go drop this off. They're gonna install it, and then I'll come back yeah. for you." And that's why, like, even Darth Maul can get to them. Because Kawhi got like just a little something to be like, oh, maybe keeping this kid around is not a good idea. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe he, maybe his 
love for his mom is actually a yeah. problem. Literally that could come anything, up later. But no. Yeah. Um, no, no. But that would be right. But a we, <laughs> we instead, they return to the ship and Darth Maul has had enough time. We didn't put to find we him. Didn't, we didn't say that Darth Maul is on the planet. Oh, yeah. Darth Maul shows up. Okay. So um, they finally find out that the Jedi got away. They tell Sidious. Sidious, the Trade Federation tells Sidious. Sidious is mad. He's like, I'm going to send my Who, like, pops into the hollow transmission? I don't think that that's how that works. You know what? It's hollow transmission. I'll give him a a pass on that. But uh, such a... For Darth Maul being one of the better Star Wars villains, he's given no... He's not given anything to do. I do not remember him talking. He fucking talks. Yeah. He talks. He talks and he doesn't have like a a particularly intimidating no, voice, to be honest. He's just like totally a fucking dude in makeup. He's like, yeah, I'll get the Jedi. Yeah, well the thing is, he's a... Uh, the reason Darth Maul's fights are so good, that guy's a stuntman. Yeah. And so they hired him purely for his ability to f- fucking make lightsaber fights look cool, which yeah. he does. But not the best actor. screen presence. Yeah, yeah. um... So Darth Maul goes to the planet, has a dope speeder, has a cool ship, has some spheres, some team sphere yep. that sends out. He sends out some drones to go mm-hmm. find them. The drones apparently find them, and then Darth Maul's like, "I'm gonna go chase these people down." And so Qui Gon, this, this is one of the shittiest cuts in this movie. Qui Gon and Anakin are with his mom. Qui Gon's like, "Okay, we gotta take off," and then they leave, and then you cut to. Darth Maul and his drones come and then he jumps onto his speeder and mm-hmm. speeds off. And then we just have Qui-Gon running towards the ship. And he's like, Anakin, come on. And Anakin's like, I'm tired. And then, like, there's no scene where we find, like, Qui-Gon sees Darth Maul and knows he's coming. It's just immediately Qui-Gon yeah. is running in the middle of and fucking And he's like, desert. Anakin, drop. And then he yeah. does. And then Anakin does and Darth Maul drives over him and Qui-Gon and Darth Maul spar for like seven seconds. Uh, cut together poorly, but cool. It's fine. I mean, they, they do a good job of it. Uh, th- there's just a hint of good storytelling because they spar for a little bit. Obi-Wan uh, and Anakin gets on the ship. Obi-Wan spins it around. <laughs> and then Qui-Gon and jumps onto Qui-Gon it. Qui-Gon jumps up into the ship. And Qui-Gon passes out exhausted. Like he falls onto the floor. He's like, I'm so tired, right? So like subtle good storytelling where you're like wow darth maul must be really good at yeah. fighting because qui-gon jim is jim qui-gon jim <laughs> is fucking gassed after doing it there's also good storytelling with like the sith have been gone for a long time and like who could yeah. that have been like yeah like i said before uh, this movie could have been great i don't know if it sorry it, if uh obi-wan when he goes into hiding becomes ben kenobi if Qui Gon Jim Jim Qui Gon Jin had got into hiding, he would have Qui Gon Jim Qui Gon Jim. What an alias? You think he means old Qui Gon Jim? <laughs> <laughs> he actually makes his own whiskey now. Did you hear about it? All right, guys, it was good chat with uh, you. Qui Gon Jim Bean. Um, no, ugh, fuck. We have so much of this movie left. I'm pretty sure we have an hour left of All right, this plot. Quick, quick, quick. We go to Coruscant. <gasps> Should we put a noob on the spot and make him say the rest of the plot? I could get through. There's the rest not of that the plot. much left in terms of plot beats, but That's we have true. a lot of movie. We have a lot of movie. That's the thing. Like we can't fast summarize a that movie that only has like six bullet when, points. Yeah, it, when we're doing the full podcast about yeah. one movie, 
It worked with Santa Claus too because we we just had to get through. All right, we're gonna make you do two and three after this, so get ready. <laughs> they go. We could do one episode about two and three, and then I could probably pull together. I can't do two. I don't. <laughs> it's just a fever dream of clothes. a movie. Um, <laughs> we get to Coruscant. We get to finally see the council that they've been talking about so much. Uh, Senator Palpatine is advocating for what the fuck are they advocating for? A vote of no confidence against the Supreme right. Chancellor. Because they're like, well, this guy's yeah. clearly lost the plot. He doesn't know how to protect the realm. Like, we need to change things. Yeah. So, bunch of bullshit. Because the Supreme Chancellor is the one who sent Qui-Gon Jim and Ben Are Kenobi you leaning into the Qui-Gon Jim? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Now okay. I'm just doing it. <laughs> now he is Qui-Gon Jim. So... Yeah, I, I don't get what the, like, trade politics are in this movie or if they're trying to be, like, look how much politics suck, but they're not really yeah. doing anything successfully. Right. So they go before the Senate. Queen Amidala makes her big impassioned plea. It doesn't work. So then she's like, okay, vote. Yeah, I mean, the acting is what it is. Uh, she's like, oh, I move for a vote of no confidence. But it is a vote of no confidence. Mm -hmm. And so you've literally, like, that's all it takes? That guy's fired? He just sits down. He's like, I guess I'm not in this movie anymore. (laughs) Yeah, he loses. And it's like, all right, cool. This will have big ramifications, right? Yeah. And then Palpatine's like, well, I've been nominated, right? So there's a much more infinite or interesting movie where, like, Palpatine is making all these political moves so that he can win. And, but that doesn't happen on screen. Instead, he's like, I've been nominated, so I might win and be able to save us. And Padme's like, we don't have enough time to wait for you to win. So So, I'm going to go take this in my own hands and go to war. And they go back. Because, because Jar Jar passingly mentions that they have a massive military force. (laughs) That is pretty much her sole impetus for going to war. It's like, oh, well, we got an army. So let's do an it. army based on like an a hope that they'll work together. The rest of the movie's bad. Are we done? This is it. Did we get to the final battle? We're, we're working our way there. <laughs> they go back to Naboo because Queen Amidala mm-hmm. is like, this isn't good enough. This isn't going fast enough. But she hasn't revealed yet that Padme is the real queen. So that it's like a puppet. I was. Well, it is Padme. Right, as the queen, right? In this one. As the yeah. queen. And then they switch before they get to back to the right. planet. And when they get to the planet, the fake queen meets with the king of the Gungans. Padme reveals that she's been the queen all right. along. And that's what switches the Gungans' minds. Yeah. Wh- for some <sighs> reason. It's like, oh, cool. You bait and switched us. Like, As opposed to being offended that they lied in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're happy. He just decides to work right. to do that. This works, and we'll sacrifice our people while your lack of military asses will just just be captured and and fine. Yes. All what this needs to make sense is like a scene of the Trade Federation fucking with the Gungans. So that the Gungans' motivation isn't just like, well, now I trust you. It should just be like, well, no, they're fucking with us. Well, so the Gungans help. aren't in their home city. Like, they've been forced out into this, like, sacred hiding place. 
but yeah, it, it isn't enough. Yeah. Um. So we we so, get into the final battle, which takes place in a few different parts. So it is the Gungans fighting the droids in a horribly CGI rendered field. Yep. It's bad. Um. Well, they're fighting on the home screen for Windows. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> and it is Queen Amidala, me Padme, breaking in to kill the Trade Federation. I'm not really sure what their mission is. So they want to kidnap the Viceroy of the gotcha. Trade Federation so that he has to like answer right. for his crimes. And at the same time, they're going to send out their... A fleet of pilots to take out the droid control ship um mm-hmm. which seems like an oversight that your whole droid army would be handled by one control ship yeah but i really have a backup plan i've seen bigger plot holes like that's not terrible um we get a relatively cool fight with the droids yeah. versus the gungans like the I will say that the the controlled by one ship is like just the design philosophy of right, Star Wars. Exactly. Like clearly in this universe, there is not one person who is like maybe we right. should have a. That, that's why I'm like yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world to me that blowing up this world sh- one ship shuts down all the droids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Until Rise of Skywalker, where they're like, which has one scene where they're like, wait, yeah, <laughs> to the navigation to the second tower. <laughs> that's. That's so it took them like 40 years before they figured out that maybe we should have backup. Yeah. Um, I think this, the, the fight with the Gungan and the droids is pretty cool. Like, but this gets me back to why do they have this tech that they don't have guns, but they have shield generators. Also the shield generator reminded me so much of the scene in Harry Potter when they're all casting spells to create the bubble around Hogwarts. Yes, except with no emotion. Yeah, yeah literally nothing. Like that Two moment, elephants. That moment in Harry Potter, like, I was tearing up. In this, I was like, oh. Yeah, two elephants stood close enough together to create yeah. a shield barrier, Yeah, pretty I guess. lame. Pretty lame. Um, Harry Potter definitely did it But, better. like, they have these orbs that are, like, instant droid killers and can tear through tanks and, like, all this stuff. It's like, what is... Yeah. It's electrical paintballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Like, what is their yeah. their military budget? These Gungans. Well, that's my thing. The It doesn't make any no. sense. They have no one to fight. They have a massive standing military, but their their enemy, their only possible enemy, which is the people of Naboo, as Matt's saying, they the people of Naboo don't have like technology based yeah. weapons. The people of Naboo live in Venice, essentially. Like, um, th- like home. that's whatever. It, it's Italy. They live in Italy. Yeah, they live in <laughs> Italy. Okay, so they they. They're she not fighting the people of Naboo talks about her trip because to the people of Naboo have no military. Yeah. So, but they have this giant military with weapons specifically to fight droids. If if it was like a whole North Korea South Korea situation in which they had been fighting this war and they had fought to a standstill, and this is what finally gets them to work together, that would have been a thing. But they didn't set that up. There's just no, no reason there, for the Gungans to have a there's military nothing. at all set up at all and then their military just makes no sense it's just kind of described as like well this would be the tech that they have but why like oh it makes it's just frustratingly short-sighted yeah i think 
The only reasonable thing is if the military is there to fight the giant fish. Oh. Which... If you designed your weapons with the design philosophy that these weapons are all for fighting giant would fish. Would not work on droids. It wouldn't have worked on... Well, it, it would have worked on droids and it would have been more interesting, like, visually right. than the blue paintballs. And it also would have made the end of this movie into Pacific Rim, which would have been way cooler. <laughs> that would have been way cooler. If the Gungans came out with fucking gun Gundams... <laughs> Just started so fighting. You the guys droids. don't think the blue paintballs is cool? <laughs> they're they're fine. fine. They're fine. They wouldn't I, have worked underwater. Yeah. No, I not, none of it worked. They're a, why do they have a land force? They live underwater. Yep. Yes, that's why I'm saying should have been Pacific yeah. Rim. So while they're holding off the droids in an arbitrary field that they're like, yeah, we're gonna fight here and we're gonna move our whole yeah. droid force to the field, even though we could easily crush them because they have no technology. The few yes. remaining Nebu- Nebuans. I don't know. The free people of Nebu. Bre- Nebus. Nebus, yeah. Break back into the city. They use a laser pointer to communicate like, now's the time. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? <laughs> it's fucking Well, so they don't weird. have any more communication yeah. technology. <laughs> what is this? A sci-fi movie? God no. damn. They blink a laser pointer at like two friends who have apartments <laughs> yeah. across... Uh, a courtyard they shine a laser point at each other it's like now's their time to strike they break into the uh hangar they get some planes anakin is supposed to stay in a cockpit to have shelter and the jedi are going to escort um queen amidala to the throne room to get the vice president vice chancellor but viceroy pence <laughs> Dick yeah, to get mike pence, mike pence. Yeah. And like have him kiss a man and see how that humbles him. Yeah. Um, then we encounter Darth Maul. And we essentially get like yeah. four different scenes sort of intercut um, for the rest of the movie. So poorly. Oh, intercut. my God. Like so remove all intercut. tension and then cut to the next one. And it's like, okay, great. Yeah. Um, so, And they are they're saving grace. The one song they apparently worked on this entire movie. Duel yeah, of Fates. It's cool great cool. song it's a banger doesn't need to be over padme running down various hallways and happening to have a grappling hook what, what is george the Lucas fucking grappling, grappling hook is hooks. the most audacious part of this whole movie that a whole squad of people just have ascension claws or whatever they call it they're batman <laughs> they're a series of <laughs> yeah. batman i've played arkham asylum okay that is his grappling gun <laughs> That, that is game. exactly what it is. That is basically the plot device that George Lucas wrote himself into a corner. It's like, fuck, they're stuck in a hallway. Grappling hook. Yes. It's just it's just like, let's grappling hook to the next yep. scene. It's might as, that would have should have been what they said. <laughs> that could be in a Deadpool movie. You know, like Deadpool could be like, ah, oh, but this gun also has a grappling hook. And fucking, I don't know, Colossus would be like, why? And he's like, I don't know, to get to the next scene. <laughs> yeah, so we get... <laughs> I guess we could go through them each individually. Padme grappling hooks to the other hallway, but then gets overwhelmed with droids, and then the other stand-in queen rescues her, and mm-hmm. they capture the vice principal. Um, Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and Obi Wan are dueling through some like core of the city. Whoa, whoa, whoa. let's save this okay, one for fine. last because it's the only good um, one. Anakin hits the 
button to hopefully shoot some droids and instead hits the autopilot button and gets brought who well, does he shoot does the shoot droids. the droids i'll give him credit he, he kills several droid he gets pulled into orbit into the massive battle that they're losing and by yeah. sheer dumb luck controls the or destroys the control ship right so what is supposed to be anakin being an amazing Again. pilot plays more like somebody getting lost in star tours like he's like oh no the autopilot <laughs> incredible opportunity for them to be like look at how gifted he is also, and just doing yeah. the the death star run yeah. again and he's just like and then eventually like we're 20 minutes into this fucking scene and he's talking to r2 who's also in the ship and he's like oh can we disengage auto pilot or whatever and Archie's like yep and does it and he's like oh would you look at that and you're like you didn't fucking think about this until 20 minutes into no the he's scene? asking the whole time it just takes r2 a long time okay yeah Archie's but not good at he accidentally yet. blows up a reactor I, I just like can't again teenage anakin let me pitch this different take on the movie where it's like okay maybe he doesn't know how to fly it right away obviously it would take a second to figure out how to fly a ship but let's say by the time he's going into space he knows how to fly and then you see the other fighters like actively Mm -hmm. losing and being like they come up with the plan like you you follow them for a second and they're like we need to get into the ship and shoot the reactor but nobody can pull that off and then a comm comes up and it's fucking teenage Anakin. He's like, I got this. And you're like, no, teenage Anakin, don't do it. And then he pulls it off and you're like, oh, okay, he's a badass. And then it, it like recontextualizes all of his reckless actions for the next two movies where you're like, but it paid off so big that one time or, that you're like, oh, this is why he's like Or this. literally anything else than what they did. Yes. Uh, essentially anything. Like th- he could have just not been in yeah. that ship. And it would have been the same. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he destroys the control ship, and then the Gungans are fighting the droids. We get what feels like three and a half hours of Jar Jar hijinks. Yep. And yeah. they win just because the droids eventually get shut down. Yeah, they lose. And right. then the they're retreating, they get captured, yes. and then the droids all shut down. Yeah. Um, Jar Jar is. This is probably the most criminal acts of Jar Jar. They, he just entirely cuts the tension of this. What is supposed to be yeah. literally battle. everything like, he does. Is... He opens the ammo supply of the mm-hmm. catapult. He gets a droid stuck on his foot and swings it around. Right. Like it's like this to compare it. You know, just maybe because I love Lord of the Rings so much, but I'll use this to compare. This is like your your Helm's Deep. Or this is your battle of Pelennor yeah. Fields, you know, like that big action sequence. It's supposed to be two huge armies colliding. You you don't need comic relief. Nope. Yeah, like your comic relief could maybe be a one line, and it could you know, come at the could... end of the battle. Like it doesn't need to be mid battle. No, no, because what that does is just cut all possible yep. tension. Yeah. It just removes every like none of that scene out of the three or four rather is exciting. Yeah. Like every time they go back to it, you're like, who cares? Like yep. I hope these yep. characters all die. Yep. I yeah. Jar Jar 
is it's it's pretty much bad across the board. And fundamentally, they could have all died. They still would have served as a distraction and it right. would have worked perfectly. Um, Anakin's scenes are bad across the board. Padme's are comical at times, but not terrible. They're workable. They're just like they're yeah, they're like passable. you you know something has to happen with the trade yeah. federation. So it's like, all right, might as well like work towards that. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the the one good scene, which as you were yeah, is to, the fight between Obi Wan, Darth Maul, and Qui Gon Jinn, which is shorter than I remember. Like, well, yeah, because it's fill. It's like it's like um, it's baloney. You know, it's ninety percent right. filler, ten percent meat. This is the meat, but there's three other sequences. Right. So there's going so on. much else happening that there's really not much yeah. to this fight. We get the incredible double lightsaber lightsaber reveal. The totally botched double lightsaber yeah. reveal because it could it, like there should have been more build up for that and instead it just right. happened it's, it's cool I, but like it the just entire happens. every lightsaber scene that we had um during this movie i just thought to myself like how much cooler it could have been now like and that was a big one like the moment when he like wow. and he gets the double and you're like oh shit like if they did that now like if that had been the first reveal of that in the most recent star wars movie it would have been dope as hell right well it's it, it's not even like a technology no. thing right it's they just, just didn't it's set it up filmmaking well. yeah it's like they just don't know how to like stage yeah. a scene to make it dramatic that something is right. happening right yeah so okay yeah. so they set up the scene he's got a double lightsaber which seemingly sets up that he could handle both jedi at the same time agreed they could have waited a little bit when he's like like, overwhelmed and then like i feel like if you had a double-sided lightsaber it would just be stressful and you just like singe pieces of your your fucking but that's kind of what they're implying is that he's like so well trained that he can handle this like insanely powerful weapon and he does like the fight is cool yeah um they're fighting around this like it looks really bad now, the reactor room, which kind of detracts from the battle a little bit. It does look a little... The effects aren't great. I, I, I'll forgive them that. Yeah. You know? It, I think, yeah, in terms of pacing, as you were saying, Matt, if there was, like, a moment where he's just fighting with the one side and they're beating him a little bit, and that's right. when he decides yeah. to bust out the second side, like, maybe he takes a hit or something and then he busts out the second side dispatches anakin and then they go into the laser door hallway i mean but they cut all the tension anyway by cutting away to the other scenes in between this so this fight is cut up like four or five times which just totally ruins it yeah um but they uh qui-gon and obi-wan get separated they split darth maul's lightsaber and then they run into the laser doors which no, his lightsaber. No, fine. I thought it got cut in half, but it gets cut in half by Obi Wan oh, okay. at the very end. Um, so his lightsaber's fine. Never mind. But they run to these laser doors, doors that open in like a very set sequence, which separates yeah. Darth Maul, Qui Gon, and then Obi Wan's much farther back. They open the lighting. Qui Gon and Darth Maul encounter each other, and Obi Wan's stuck through one more cycle. And this is when Qui Gon. Also, the beginning of this fucking movie. They do that bullshit Jedi run bullshit. Why did he not do that again? He could have saved him. 
he could have yes he could have tapped into the speed force I'm so and much like the flash saved him before anything like could have happened like as dumb as it was in the beginning Jedi why would you so fucking stupid. use yes. it now why wouldn't you yeah they just don't just use tap powers. into that the just thing- push Darth Maul so, into the pit from behind your laser door yeah there are 8 million video essays out there about Star Wars on YouTube right and they're all gonna be better than everything I have to say right now so if you have any interest go watch them but I'll say, like, t- there's two things about this fight. One bad, which is that the lightsaber fighting looks cool. And it's very kinetic and action-based. But if you actually just look at it, they don't... They fight purely yeah. for show. It's like, it's meant to look cool, but they they take swings that aren't at the center of other people's bodies. They They do weird, like, flourishes and all this stuff to make it look cool which is fine right if you compare it to something like a lord of the rings or you know you're talking about game of thrones where the fighting is much more grounded it starts to even actually the modern star wars series the fighting is a little bit more closer to reality they still have their own flourishes but that's fine do what it takes to look cool the hallway scene is like kind of perfect it's like this building of tension. You really establish the difference between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. That scene where he sits down and like meditates and Darth Maul is just pacing yeah, back cool. and forth like a dog. It's like, that's good visual yeah. storytelling. Like you really understand these two and you learn stuff about Darth Maul in that moment that sets him up as a great villain for the Don't second Don't worry, they movie. cut him in half. don't worry yeah they cut him out he kills qui-gon setting him up as a great villain for the second movie (laughs) he nearly defeats obi-wan obi-wan is dangling over a giant shaft and we've used in star wars before where you just they've used it in star wars before and we've established that when somebody's dangling over a shaft they fall down the shaft and they get saved from the bottom of cloud city by their friends but no instead he backflips over Darth Maul, ru- just ruining the scene. It's like all that flourished fighting, whatever. That's done <laughs> to look cool. But literally, it doesn't make any... Darth Maul could have just stuck his <laughs> lightsaber out, and Obi-Wan would have cut himself in half with the force it's of so his bad. jump. And he backflips over Darth Maul and cuts him in half. Just ruining... It's ruining any possibility at an interesting story arc yep. for Obi-Wan. Because can you, like, I'll pitch it this way, right? Instead, Darth Maul Mm -hmm. lives. Obi-Wan, you know, is focused on tracking down Darth Maul in the second movie. And teaching Anakin, whom he didn't even really want to be his Padawan anyways. And that's why Anakin learns all of these, like, bad behaviors. That's why he's so tempted by the dark side. is because Obi-Wan is on a quest for vengeance while he's trading Anakin. And Obi-Wan, at the end of his quest for vengeance, his the resolution of his story arc is like, learning that he shouldn't have been driven by vengeance. Maybe he makes some grave mistake and that like causes damage. But Anakin doesn't learn that lesson and ultimately goes down the path of being Darth Vader. Cuts off Anakin's hand by accident and he gets his robo-hand. Sure, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> anything else. The, the actual Literally details don't matter. Else. It's just anything anything besides killing Darth Maul. Such, it's a, such bad a bad choice. choice. And the movie essentially just ends. Like, they, they yeah. blow oh, up. Oh, my big thing here is, like, a post-battle, right? Like, Queen Amidala 
was battling and then suddenly we're right to after the battle and she's in full fucking queen garb and you're like excuse me when did you have time to do your makeup and change your outfit and do your hair bitch i got to imagine they have a droid for that they they there's got to be a makeup they droid. cut a few days together sloppily but like it looked like it was immediately oh, after you know what we entirely skipped is the inclusion of the jedi council at on coruscant oh. With Qui-Gon saying, okay. hey, I want to train this this boy. And they're like, eh, no. Samuel Jackson's no. in the yeah, movie they say for no. 15 seconds. They say Qui-Gon can't train Anakin. Uh, Yoda's there. He's kind of a yeah, dick. Yeah, he is a dick. He looks Yoda's terrible. Dick. Samuel L. Jackson is super flat. They took Samuel motherfucking L. Jackson. And he can't, he doesn't get to emote at all. Because I I that has to be a directorial yeah. choice. Like, they had to have told him, like, no, yes. I can't emote. He's a Jedi or something. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the background of Mace Windu, like, if you read the extended universe, he's apparently a badass. Doesn't come no, across in no. any of these movies, especially not the last one, but that's another thing. Uh, they say no. Uh, after Qui-Gon dies, while Qui-Gon's dying, because Obi-Wan can't force heal people, unlike a literal baby can later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> obi-wan he's like obi-wan you have to trade this boy which would be again an interesting storyline where he doesn't want to train him he feels like his master right just kind of like gave right. up on him that would be interesting if he was like fucking qui-gon after all this time suddenly just has a new hotness wants to pick up this little kid i'm fucking chopped liver but never addressed again um train this boy Obi-Wan shows up after Qui-Gon's dead, and he's like, I'm gonna train this boy. And then the Jedi Council's just like, sure, okay, yeah, fine. Go for it. Yeah, I, I still think it's a bad idea, but I'm not gonna stop you, despite the fact that I'm fucking Yoda. Right. And I'm a flip wizard in later movies. Nope, instead we get them being like, no, you can't do it. And then Yoda being like, you know what, fine. Alright. <laughs> we get a weird want. parade. Yep. Oh yeah, the Gungan parade, and then they they she hands him a big glowing. Orb. Yeah, and the movie just ends with this like very cult like shot of holding a big glowing orb. Yeah, or does the movie end at Qui Gon's funeral? No, I don't even no, the quiet the no, no, it's the, afterwards because Anakin's in the yeah, the funerals cut in, and then they're at the parade, and she's just holding the orb, and then the yeah. Star Wars music starts. It's weird. It's weird. Oh, it's so yeah. weird. This movie's bad. Like, let's just get into mm-hmm. ratings. I need to wrap it up. I need yeah. a clean slate. I need it, some food. Yeah. We need dinner. <laughs> All right. Let's go around the horn with our last rating, which is the Santa Claus 2. Oh. Sorry, did we rate? Yes, because we, we did, did we one did. and then one into two. How many Santa yeah. Claus 2s do you give the Phantom Menace? This might be the most difficult rating that I've ever had to give. Because I truly hated Santa Claus 2. This movie makes more mistakes than the Santa Claus 2 makes. And it's got a budget of $115 million. What was the Santa Claus 2 budget? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up. Well, Alright, Anoop, you go first. I'm not ready. Let's see. Um, they're both bad. Yes. That's for sure. 
if we talk about like what they're ruining santa claus 2 can only be it's bad but in the context of santa claus 1 it's less of a fall i still think santa claus was the santa claus was okay i know you guys didn't like it as much but i think that movie is pretty solid uh the santa claus 2 is bad it's awful but like if we take the comparisons like this movie has a chet yep you know and it's jar jar binks you know (laughs) this movie has like fundamental problems that it shouldn't have because it's star wars um i almost kind of want to just give it a one to one one. just say it's they're it costs 50 50 million dollars more to make Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I will say this movie is a seven-five Santa Claus. I think you're. It's worse than. I Santa think Claus your approach is sound, though, where like they both take like very potentially good things or wholesome things. Like even though we didn't love the Santa Claus one, like Christmas movies should be a safe bet. Yeah, Star Wars movies should be a sure thing. Yeah, but this is just I like Star Wars so much. Like point three. Yeah. Santa Claus 2's just to slight it. Like, yeah. George Lucas, take this. Here's your cutting criticism. I think I give this a half of a Santa Claus 2 rating. I think that's fair. I think the other thing that I would love to hear is we've all seen the new Star Wars movie. How many... What's this movie called? Phantom Menace? How many Phantom Menaces would you give the new Star Wars movie? Yeah, uh, this is actually a very good point and a very good conversation because there are some people out there who hate the new trilogy so much that they say it is either like the prequels or Excuse worse than the prequels. Me? And they're fucking high off their rock. Yeah, rocket. shut the fuck they up. Are like, you're not a Star Wars fan. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck your mom. I don't want anything to do with you. It's It's bordering. It's like... It's like being a flat earther or an Honestly. anti-vaxxer where I'm just like, are you in reality? No. Like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? Like, watching these are just so... the Even if you don't like the plot beats of the new ones, they're at least good movies yeah. that are well acted and, like, seemingly well directed. Yeah. These are just bad. What's your rating? Yes. How many Phantom Menaces would you give? 50, the- 60? Like, yeah. so many. Yeah. See, I, I, I have to go up to that number because I think we dug pretty far down with the Santa yeah. Claus 2. So I think it might it might be like a Yeah, it, it's probably high. It's know. really high. I'd probably this give it like least, if this was my least favorite of the new movies, too. Yeah. Like Yeah. It's the interesting thing is actually the only good thing about these trilogies is the one thing they fuck up in the new trilogies, which these three this trilogy is fundamentally about a yeah. thing. It's about Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker. And it has like the new trilogy has no consistent plot That's through fair. the trio. And it, it's it's a problem cuz like we could talk about well we're not going to talk about Rise of Skywalker, but the, the trilogy as a whole has some problems. Not nearly as many problems no. as the right. trilogy has. So uh, if I give it a number, I'm going to just say like 500. Yeah, yeah I'm going to co-op that one because like anything yeah. less seems I, I i think it's gotta yeah. be yeah. pretty fucking high <laughs> um, uh anything else guys yeah no it's a terrible movie i don't know it's just like god it is upsetting it's upsetting it's not even it's I, I, 
not like I think Jungle it's the worst Jungle, thing which we've is ever done. Upsetting. It's the worst thing Jungle we've ever done. Jungle is a better acted okay. and directed movie it's, than this it's is. It's the worst thing that we've ever done because it had so much potential. Like Jungle to Jungle, you think going in, this is going to be fucking garbage. And then it's like yeah. mostly garbage. But like this could have been so good and they just fucking flopped it. Yeah, it's just bad. It's just yeah. poorly executed. Yeah. It's just awful. Fair. Anyways, guys. See you next week. That's I think yeah. that's a no. Podcast, wait, see you I next believe. next Thursday. Next next Thursday. Yeah, it's gonna be two weeks. Hopefully. Definitely, it'll definitely you know? be. Uh, and it. You know what? Well, what we've learned is that we need to space these episodes out. See you guys next <laughs> week. Bye. <laughs> that's my teaser for next week. That's what all right. I'll leave it in. <laughs>